That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Anytime you go into battle, you need to know the enemy. Ruby Frankie, the Utah YouTuber, back in court for a hearing over custody of her minor children. We talk with a reporter who was in court about the top three revelations from that hearing. Welcome to Law and Crime Sidebar Podcast. I'm Anjanette Levy. Ruby Frankie was expected in court Monday for a hearing where she planned to ask a judge to release her on bail. That hearing was continued because her lawyer said there's simply too much information to review in the case. Frankie and her business partner, Jody Hildebrandt, remain in jail held without bail on felony child abuse charges involving Frankie's children. Another hearing was held to discuss custody of Frankie's minor children. Her husband, Kevin, wants his children back. They are in state custody. The Frankie's oldest daughter, Sherry, was also in court. Joining me to discuss the very latest on Ruby Frankie's children is somebody who's covering this case, and she's been on Sidebar with us before. Her name is Amanda Gilbert. She's a reporter at KUTV in Salt Lake City. Amanda, welcome back to Sidebar. Thank you for having me back. Thanks for coming back. Uh, six children. There are six children involved in this case. And Kevin Frankie, Ruby Frankie's husband, was in court today with his lawyer. So bring us up to speed on the very latest. What happened in court? Yes. And Ruby Frankie was there as well, but she attended virtually. Um, so today was a child welfare hearing in Provo, Utah, um, which is about five hours away from the jail that Ruby Frankie is in. Um, and the judge asked that today focus on one scheduling to the discussion of whether or not this child welfare uh, case be closed to the public or not. So those were the two key things we heard about. Um, the child welfare hearing started at 830 this morning. So what happened with regard to, first of all, uh, keeping the hearing open or closing it to the public? Uh, you had told me before we started that the, the attorney for the children wants the hearing closed, but the judge may not be willing to do that. Yes. Um, so cameras were not allowed in the courtroom for this. Uh, it's a juvenile court. Um, and most of what we did hear, though, I was inside, is the children's attorney spoke about how this um, case has not been adjudicated, yet it's, she said, quote, being tried on the a royal stage already. She talked about how this uh, child welfare case specifically involves a lot of sensitive materials related to children. 
So for that reason, she believes this um, case should be closed to the public, which would mean um, essentially none of us would be allowed inside. Um, you know, I was allowed inside today. We didn't. We weren't allowed to bring in cameras, but I could at least attend and listen. Uh, that would not be allowed if this case is closed. Um, and then the judge spoke about how she is aware of the large media interest. She says uh, transparency is important to the courthouse. So uh, the judge said today she would like to continue to look into this discussion and view angles from all sides. Um, another key thing to note is uh, Ruby Frankie's eldest daughter, Sherry Frankie, was in attendance today. And the mm -hmm. judge asked Sherry um, to please um, either file a motion related to this or uh, share her opinion down the road essentially on whether or not to close this case to the public because if this case is closed there's a chance that the eldest daughter sherry would not be able to attend um, as well so it comes down to you know is can sherry get an exception does sherry think more about if she can attend for her siblings or more about protecting the privacy of her siblings so um, we did not hear from her today but that was of note the work week can be really stressful and deciding what to eat can just add to it. HelloFresh can take the stress out of planning and cooking meals for you. HelloFresh delivers meal kits straight to your front door. It's 25% cheaper than takeout and much healthier. Here's how it works. Choose your recipes online and you'll get fresh pre-portioned ingredients that will help you cook quickly. There are dozens of recipes to choose from, so if you have picky eaters, there's no problem. The cook time is quick, too. It's just 15 minutes. If your family is anything like mine, they're probably always hungry. So you can add snacks, sides, and even more to your order. I've tried HelloFresh, and it really takes the stress out of dinner time. You can try HelloFresh and get a discount. So who doesn't like a discount? Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50sidebar and use code 50sidebar for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. Sherry is in college. She's an adult. So was she there in person or did she also attend virtually? She was there in person with her attorney. Is she there because obviously these are her siblings and she has an interest in, in what is going to happen with them? CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Yes, yes. That, well, we did, we did talk to her today. She said no, or her attorney said no comments. Um, but that is what we would assume. Um, the attorney for the other children was also there. What did the attorney for Kevin Frankie say? Uh, because obviously these children are not in Kevin Frankie's custody right now. They're in some type of protective custody, right? 
Yes, they are. And um, DCFS was there today. Um, we did speak with, for the first time, um, the dad, Kevin Frankie's attorney, Randy Kester, afterward. Uh, he essentially said, um, quote, that they're focused on trying to heal the family. And he said, uh, get the children back to living with a family member because he said that's in their best interest. Um, and he, of course, said that um, they're working towards getting the children back um, to live with the dad, um, Kevin Frankie. Did Sherry Frankie's attorney have anything to say about that in court? Because, you know, there are some allegations here being made by uh, Ruby Frankie's sisters that, that Kevin is partially responsible for all of this. Yes. Um, Sherry Frankie, no, they did not comment about that at all. And just for a timeline, too, we gathered a better timeline. Um, Randy Kester, um, Kevin's attorney, said today that Kevin and Ruby separated 14 months ago. Um, so aware of kind of when they were no longer living together. The last time that Ruby Frankie was in court for this, um, and it was a virtual appearance at that time, too, since she's being held in jail so many hours away, she claimed that one of her children had sexually assaulted, molested other siblings and then other children in the neighborhood. And she, and she had this tearful reaction from uh, what we read in the Daily Mail. Was there any discussion uh, about that claim today? Um, that was not discussed in court at all. In fact, the judge asked that discussion only be on scheduling and on whether or not to close this case to the public. Um, I did ask Kevin Frankie's attorney about what you just mentioned, and he said uh, basically no comment and that he does not believe those details should be disclosed to the public. So he didn't deny that it happened, but it's just saying he won't address it. Yes. Mm -hmm. So where do we go from here? Since this was both about scheduling and about the potential for closing this hearing to the public. Uh, the next steps, there will be a pretrial. They set a pretrial date regarding the child welfare case um, for, I believe it is October 17th. And the judge asked that both parents be there in attendance in person. So there was discussion of um, transporting Ruby Frankie to Provo from where she's at now, which would be about a five hour drive. Um, so that was set. There was also a mediation date set beforehand before that pretrial for this case. So Kevin Frankie showing up and, and he's saying, I want my children back. Yes. Yes. He did not speak any word in court today. Neither did Ruby Frankie, but his attorney did say that is what they're working on. Since the last time you and I spoke, has there been any other uh, information you've learned about the family or about this case, or have you talked to anybody who, you know, has told you, yes, we were indeed concerned because we've heard that um, so many times that people are saying anonymously that they were concerned. There was this uh, social media campaign, cancel Utah to the cancel Utah vlogger thing to really bring attention to the way the children were being treated. Have you learned any more about that? I would say that we're hearing two different things. Um, I was in Ivan's, which is where Jody Hildebrandt's house is, and the neighbors down there 
uh, seemed either older or from out of state. So they weren't as aware of the YouTube channel and what had has been seen on that YouTube channel. Their perspective was more, you know, this is a quiet neighborhood. We didn't know Jody Hildebrandt that well. We honestly didn't even know that there was many children in this neighborhood. It's a very widespread out private neighborhood in Southern Utah. Um, so it just doesn't, you wouldn't assume there'd be a lot of kids, children there. Um, but we are hearing perspective from a different perspective from people that um, kind of grew up watching the uh, YouTube channel, Eight Passengers. And a lot of them from who we've talked to have mentioned how there were things that um, were concerning. They didn't know how concerning, um, you know, just seeing one thing, one video at a time, but there were questionable things um, that they look back at and say, you know, should we have spoken up? then, you know, it's hard if you're consuming one video on YouTube, you know, versus everything they've done, all their videos, if that makes sense. So, well, Amanda, uh, it sounds like this is um, something that is not going to go away, at least the interest in this case anytime soon. And I think everybody just wants what's best for the children. Um, any final thoughts from you? Yeah, um, another, a lot of research I've done since we last talked, I've heard from several victims of Jody Hildebrandt, um, the business partner of Ruby Frankie. And a lot of these victims are coming forward and sharing their stories. You know, a lot of it is just that said their story. But one thing we are hearing over and over again is that, um, sorry, um, can I, what I ring saying that, um, we've been interviewing a lot of former clients of Jody Hildebrandt's. And one thing we're hearing over and over again from these former clients is that Hildebrandt had a two a form of um, therapy where she would want the relationship. She did a lot of marriage counseling to die uh, first. That is something she taught a lot. And another thing a lot of these former clients are talking about is how Hildebrandt um, wouldn't talk to people about um, would sometimes make people believe they deserved um, what was happening to them. So again, these are all from their perspective, but that is something we're hearing a lot about, which seems to be a reoccurring theme, especially with the Daily Mail article you mentioned, um, this theme of having people believe that they deserve um, what has happened, so. Amanda, there's been a lot said about Jody Hildebrandt being a counselor and the fact that she's been a licensed counselor for many, many years. And you actually had the opportunity to meet someone who had a really negative interaction with her. So tell us a little bit about that. Yes, his name is Adam Steed and he is coming forward with his story. Um, basically many years ago, um, he was newly married, had one child, another on the way, was a student at Brigham Young University out here. Um, and it was recommended that he go to Jody Hildebrandt for marriage counseling with his then wife. Um, and since that counseling, uh, his wife divorced him. He was no longer a student at BYU, and Jody Hildebrandt's um, license was suspended for 18 months, um, according to Doppel, which is the division of, I think, publishing and light. I'd have to look. According to Doppel, her license was suspended for um, sharing personal information about Adam to both the LDS Church and BYU University. And that's a big no-no. When you tell a therapist something, it's it's supposed to stay between the two of you. 
Yes. There are, um, you know, if unless it involves, you know, things like murder or child abuse. Crime or something like that. There are exceptions, but yes. generally speaking. Well, Amanda, uh, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. And we hope to have you back um, when you learn some more information. Um, have a good rest of your day. That's it for this edition of Law and Crime Sidebar Podcast. You can listen to and download Sidebar on Apple, Spotify, Google, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And of course, you can always watch it on Law and Crime's YouTube channel. Just remember to hit the subscribe button. I'm Anjanette Levy, and we will see you next time.